Happy Fantasy Friday to all you loyal listeners out there. Today we will look at some starter Mercedes scenarios and some sleepers with a little Seahawks-Falcons flavor coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Seahawks, your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, 12s. This is Nick Lee, your host for this weekly bonus episode of Locked on Seahawks. It's Fantasy Friday. We're going to discuss some stardom or sit scenarios uh, with, a, with a little bit of a Seahawks-Falcons matchup flavor, and as well as uh, also a few to watch around the league if you're looking for some fantasy help in general, not, not just regarding the Seahawks or Falcons players. I'll try to give you a, a, my two cents in those situations as well. And then I'll give you two players that I think you might want to pick up on waivers as sleepers this week that are in some favorable matchups to give your team a boost this week if need be. So let's start with some stardom or sit em. You know, in, in, in traditional fantasy form, you know, I'll give a couple of players that I think if, if you're mulling um, some matchup options with guys you already have on your team, these, these are a couple of guys that I think if you already have, you should start, unless you, of course, have um, some of the top-tier <laughs> fantasy players starting above them. But I think this is a guy starting off that is a top-tier fantasy player in his position, um, just kind of a, a, a waiting, sleeping giant. And that's Kyle Pitts, tight end for, for the Atlanta Falcons. The Seahawks normally do not defend tight ends well. Um, you know, Jamal Adams is gone, a, a guy that could really match up well with tight ends. And um, the Seahawks were 25th in fantasy defense against tight ends last year. And um, Pitts is one of the best the, uh, tight ends in the league, I think, when he's when he's going right and he has a quarterback to give him the ball. <laughs> Um, he's been bottled up a little bit versus the Rams and the Saints with two very talented defenses in L.A. and New Orleans, 38, game, 38 uh, yards in two games. And I, I think he wants release. I think he's really foaming at the mouth to get going. And I imagine, you know, the Falcons kind of feel the same way. And Mariota will probably target him five, six or seven times. They have really struggled in the red zone. So maybe Mariota starts to develop Kyle Pitts as maybe a security blanket um, in the red zone. Give Because, again, in fantasy, we all know this. You know, you don't, you don't need the, you know, 10 catches for 150 yards. Sometimes it's the four catches for 50 yards, but two touchdowns. You know, that that kind of kind of add up for your fantasy team. And Kyle Pitts is a guy that can do that for you, especially this week um, against the Seahawks team that's really, really struggled to, to defend tight ends. And um, this is, might be a bit of a, a, a slugfest, a little bit of a back and forth. And so we're red zone opportunities are going to be at a premium. And I think that Kyle Pitts is one of the better options at tight end um, uh, for the red zone. And the stardom for the Seahawks. Now, this is going to be tough with how the Seahawks have played on offense, especially. Um, but this is a game where I think DK Metcalf is, I'm not saying he should be your wide receiver one or two, maybe as a flex. The Falcons are actually tied in the NFL for the most touchdowns allowed against wide receivers this year. And so this is a game, I think, where he's been really bottled up so far, much like Kyle Pitts. I think he's had 11 catches for 71 yards over two games, which is very on DK Metcalf-like. Of course, some of this isn't his fault with Geno Smith not really pushing the ball downfield, missing throws, um, just some of the schematics of it all. The Seahawks, I think, seem committed a bit more to giving the ball this week, just with some of the comments the coaches have made where, they're going to try to really establish the pass, <laughs> which is kind of a weird way to say it because usually you hear that about the run. But this is a game where I think the Seahawks are really going to try to push the ball to DK Metcalf, especially 
and take advantage of a struggling secondary. I think there's six members of the Falcons defense that have been have are currently allowing at least a hundred passer rating. So um, while it's I'm not expecting you know the wild wild west and you know Big Twelve kind of passing um, in this game, I do think this is a game where I think this is a chance for DK Metcalf to finally get right and have a very DK Metcalf esque game. And as far as around the league. Um, James Robinson, running back from the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think would be a really good spot. This is a good spot for him to start. Even with Travis Etienne healthy, it's very clear that uh, James Robinson is RB1 in Duval right now. He's had back-to-back 14-plus fantasy point games, according to my Yahoo League. I played against him last week. Um, the, the Chargers, who they're, they're facing, um, they travel to, to L.A., um, are 29th this year in defense in fantasy and fantasy defense against running backs or sorry, they were 29th last season. So um, they really, really struggled to bottle up running backs and, and they allowed a lot of yards, a lot of catches, a lot of touchdowns. And this year after two games, they are in more in the middle of the pack. Um, but still they do struggle to kind of, to, to stop those running backs, especially a guy like James Robinson who can do just about a little bit of everything. And he does seem featured in this offense. And it, it seems like Trevor Lawrence is pretty comfortable with James Robinson, so the, he's a guy I would I would look at if you have him on your bench. If you're not super uh, convinced in some of your running back options, I would slide him in there. I think this is a good matchup for him. Now, as far as sit him, these are guys that I, I think you should stay away from uh, that are on your team. Maybe storm for another day, another week, where they might have a favorable matchup. Um, for me, it's it's Rashad Penny first of all. Um, you know, first of all, the Seahawks are dead last in rushing offense. <laughs> Uh, Pete Carroll, I'm sure, has lost a lot of sleep over that. And Ken Walker III has also entered the rotation. Penny went from playing in 69% of the snaps in the first game to 41% against the 49ers. And now part of that is was Seattle trying to is was playing was Seattle trying to play catch up as they fell behind. You know that that can lead to less you know rushing attempts and and snaps for running backs. And but also Kenneth Walker III went from 0% in the first game to 24% in this past game. He played his first game and played a quarter of the defensive or the offensive snaps. So that'll naturally dent uh, Penny's fantasy value. And the Falcons are not letting running backs go crazy. In fact, um, the most, if you take out a, a big run, uh, Taysom Hill had 81 rushing yards in the first game uh, against the Falcons uh, with the Saints. And take that away and just deal about running backs. The Falcons have actually been really good at uh, bottling up running backs. And so especially with some injuries along the offensive line for the Seahawks at Austin Blythe, um, Gabe Jackson just has not been good. This is, this does not spell well for Rashad Penny to have a really good uh, offensive game, really good fantasy game. So I would go ahead and sit Rashad Penny. There will be a time later, I think where he does become valuable, but maybe not this week. And another set him around the league. Uh, my dad's going to hate this. He's an Eagles fan, but uh, Devonta Smith from the Eagles and not necessarily because he's a bad receiver or maybe they have a poor, matchup this is just uh i was joking with him the other day that because he loves talking talking eagles uh Devontae smith is now the woody to aj brown's buzz Lightyear. <laughs> um brown has come into town and stole the show jalen hurts clearly prefer or not prefers but at least clearly is comfortable with aj brown they've they've had a good rapport they've hooked up with some really big plays already in just two games um and, and smith somewhat has been a bit of an afterthought even after winning the heisman you know being a high draft pick last year and he's of course um, just oozing with talent and ability, and I'm sure he'll have his games. But where I also think this matchup um, doesn't favor Devontae Smith is that uh, the Eagles are favored over the Commanders, and if they establish a lead early, they'll probably stick with the run game. You know, Jalen Hurts is a heck of a, a running quarterback as well. 
Um, they have a, a, a bevy of decent running backs for Philadelphia, Miles Sanders, you know, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. And if, if they get a lead, they're probably going to lean heavier on the, on the legs of those guys, and they won't be pushing the ball downfield. They won't be airing it out a bunch. So Devontae Smith is a guy I think that this isn't quite the, the matchup that you want if, if you have him on your fantasy team. When I come back, I'll give you two players to watch for on the waiver wire as sleepers to pick for a boost this week. So don't go anywhere. This is a Fantasy Friday episode of Locked on Seahawks. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to the Fantasy Friday edition of Locked on Seahawks. I'm your host, Nick Lee. Let's talk sleepers. Now everyone loves a good sleeper. Guys that may, might not be the sexiest fantasy players, you know, not the top tier talent that you have on your roster. Um, they're more likely on your waiver wire or free agent pools in the league you play in. Um, but they also face favorable matchups this week that could provide your team with a boost if need be. Maybe you're dealing with an injury or really unfavorable matchup where your, your best tight end is facing the best defense, something like that. Um, these are guys that you might want to pick up as, as uh, maybe just hoping to get, this is a absolutely roll the dice. Most of fantasy footballs have rolled the dice. We know that. Um, and this, that's a disclaimer. This is, this is no exact science for sure. My first sleeper going, I'm sticking with, you know, the Falcons Seahawks matchup. No offense. I know he's been extremely quiet and very and pretty much a non-factor for the Seahawks so far. Five catches, 27 yards, zero touchdowns. He is third on the team in targets after DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, the Falcons actually ranked 30th in uh, they ranked 30th in NFL in the NFL in fantasy points allowed to tight ends this season after two games. Tyler Higby from the Rams caught 70 or seven catches for 71 yards last week. Um, that I think is a bit also skewed by the fact that Taysom Hill is, is considered a tight end and he had a pretty big game. Um, so there's a little bit of that. But uh, Fantasy is also a very talented tight end. And I feel like Smith will try to open up, uh, Geno Smith will try to open up things a little bit with uh, the passing game. And I think that that will merit some red zone targets for, for Gino or for uh, Noah Fant. The Falcons are the 31st ranked defense in the red zone. And that is where Noah Fant can do some damage, like I mentioned. You know, you don't need him to go nuts with, you know, 150 yards. If he catches a touchdown or two, at least a touchdown and some yards, that, that's a solid fantasy day, especially if you're in in, a, in need of a boost where you're at risk of your other tight end being a, a virtual non-factor. Um, I, I've had a real rough time with my tight end so far. I've had Dalton Knox um, for the Buffalo Bills, which is really funny because, you know, the Bills have just been on fire, but Knox has just not been a, a huge part of that. Um, I might I might think about Noah Fant as a guy that, that's kind of a sleeper this this week. Um, so if you're hurting for tight ends, if you don't like your tight end matchup this week, think about scooping up Fant and rolling the dice there. And my sleeper um, around the league is Jacoby Myers, the receiver for the Patriots. Myers is coming off of one of the best games of his, of his career against Pittsburgh at 95 receiving yards. The Ravens, who, who the uh, Patriots play this week, have really struggled against the pass, as evidenced by their epic collapse um, against Tua and the, uh, the Dolphins last week. In fact, the Ravens ranked dead last in fantasy points allowed against receivers. So if there was ever a time for Jacoby Myers 
to be a, a valuable fantasy receiver. I think this could be the week. It's against the Ravens, not only against the Ravens, but against the Ravens in New England at home. I think it's a very, very favorable matchup for him. And plus, this could turn into a shootout, you know, with with uh, the Ravens defense not not playing so hot. And you always like the, that these these turn into shootouts <laughs> with these two teams uh, in, in those kind of scenarios. But, yeah, Jacoby Myers, I think, is a really is an interesting one. Just uh, that the New England offense has really struggled to push the ball downfield. Mac Jones um, has struggled a little bit this year. But Jacoby Myers has been one of the more productive receivers for for the Patriots this year, um, which isn't which isn't saying much. But I think this is a, a chance for him to really really break out in a big way. Um, and it, it's it's I know it's not an exact science these sleepers, you know. But it, this is definitely a, Noah Fant, Jacoby Myers, two guys that I think you could pick up if you don't like the matchups that you uh, that you have there on on your roster. There, but thank you so much for listening to this fantasy football this fantasy friday episode of lockdown seahawks it's a pleasure to bring it to you a little bit of a quicker episode this week that's all right um hope this is beneficial to you i hope this is a good use that you feel this is a good use of your time i i i don't want any angry letters or tweets or texts or whatever about how i ruined your fantasy team i have a little bit of struggle too you know this no one's really perfected this it's not it's like i said it's not perfect um it is gambling and that's kind of the the perils of it but I'm hoping to just get you in a position of success and, and, you know, maybe roll the dice a couple times. Maybe it comes up uh, good for you. I hope so. Um, but th- this is fun and I'm hoping that this, uh, this is somewhat beneficial to you and, and a good use of your time. But uh, yeah, I'll be back next week, next Friday for the Seahawks matchup, talking a little bit about that and also around the league, just a few guys to, to look for as well. So thank you for listening to the fantasy Friday bonus episode of locked on Seahawks. I'm Nick Lee until next time, go Hawks and make sure to check those bye weeks and those injury updates.